Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast. And today, I'm so happy to be talking to Meghna Giridart about her global creative platform called Let's Curate. Meghna, glad to have you on the program. Pleasure to be here, Mark. I'm so excited to get this conversation going. It couldn't be more appropriate to the theme of our podcast that we talk about global creativity because you've really brought together uh, so many artisans from so many places around the world into a single platform where we can find those handmade creations and access creative work that we never would have known about. How were you inspired to pull this together? It's interesting how, you know, there's a before and there's an after. So the before would be, you know, the before Meghna would be the standard typical, you know, I was doing a corporate job, consultant for uh, nonprofits and venture capital funds. And I think what kind of triggered this interest in doing something different and then come down to how I honed down into this was I'm an avid traveler. And during my travels, I would always kind of veer off the touristy spots and try to look for the local stores or local artisans, just because I would find that what is unknown to us is somehow not being made common to people who are traveling around. For some reason, there's some kind of aversion to kind of not show what's absolutely local and native to a certain land because you're trying to always cater to people coming in and trying to match their needs. Because I kept traveling through the years, and I think this was, a, this was an unexpected gift, I realized that that's not what I was looking for. And the more I went into unknown neighborhoods and kind of meeting local artisans, I discovered that there were art forms and traditional and contemporary arts that, frankly speaking, even with the Google search, I would never have found them. Mm -hmm. It was just a mere accident of a kind of meeting them on the road or looking at something and trying to track down the person who made it. That led me to understand that there is a world outside Google. There is a world outside the computer where There are people who are making very interesting product. There's a legacy associated with that. There's storytelling. There's a generational kind of history behind all these creations. The more I traveled, the more I came in contact with people like this. And about two years ago, you might call it a midlife crisis or a a (laughs) pre-midlife crisis in my case. (laughs) But I just kind of felt uh, very strongly about kind of taking the plunge and going ahead and at least getting this platform together. I had kept in touch with all these artisans over almost over six or seven years. And we launched the platform with 10 of those people that I had kept close contact with. And it was interesting when I spoke to them about the concept, it was even as I was speaking, I was I could see the potential. So I started off talking about the main objective, which was empowering independent artisans. And then as I was talking to them, I said, we could do this. We can also provide resources. We can offer your products in a regular store format. They were brilliant. They jumped on board immediately. And I'll be eternally grateful to them because I don't think if I had not got that initial word of confidence from them, I would never have come to where I am right now. Yeah, um, wonderful. It was essentially my search, 
my discovery over my many travels of a world that is outside what is typically shown and they're all individual artisans so the branding is such that i we only focus on artisans that are not associated with organizations or not part of an organization so they're all individual they are one man one woman shows they procure the materials themselves they come up with the design themselves they make it themselves they market it themselves the issue was that a lot of them were facing kind of a crisis in terms of whether they should devote their time to creating stuff versus whether they should devote their time to finding an audience and i wanted to step in and fill in that gap where i would take over the finding the audience part uh because i feel very strongly about making these connections between them and people who actually appreciate the time and the effort that takes into making all of these things um so that's how it began uh it's so great that you provide this kind of outlet and springboard for the artists because uh i can't tell you how many artists i've talked to on this podcast even that say you know i'm the creative individual i may not be the marketing i may not be the promotion you know i i'm focused on my craft and uh it's it's so good that somebody like you has created this platform where they can focus on the art and then you help with the marketing absolutely i mean this was um it takes away from what they're best at and you know that's a major pain point for for all of these people because in a day there's only so many hours you know we're all juggling multiple roles in our lives we have families we have other things that are um you know challenges so when someone is involved in something that the world needs and i strongly believe that especially during the pandemic i don't think we would have survived without the arts we wouldn't have survived without books we wouldn't have survived without paintings poems movies all of these things and to not kind of um give them the space and the freedom to actually do what they're best at um you know we are at a loss because then we don't kind of get um an opportunity to to see what they can really do So how did you begin the process of literally collecting these works and creating this website and creating a platform where people could not only view, you know, and learn about them, but actually buy them? Like I said, I um made this casual list of 10 people and I, you know, went on on my various travels and they were people from 10 countries essentially. It just so happened that there were 10 people from 10 countries. As I met them and every person that I met I I kind of said that you know at some point um I want to kind of do something which is more in terms of business to kind of help you out as a platform and they were all on board and they also said to me they said you know we are happy to have an ongoing conversation with you because we ourselves are discovering what we want to do um and I kind of kept in touch I saw how they evolved there were people who started with one kind of um I would say material there was a person who started with ceramics and then she ended up doing something completely different um and I kept in touch with them so like I said 2 years ago when I said okay it's a now and never moment for me I went back to them and I said are you now ready because I'm kind of ready to go ahead with this and i think it was this is another part of the platform which i think i've not seen with other businesses is i had built my relationship with them there was trust there was faith i had given them the time i had learned so much from them so there was already kind of like a base relationship um because of which i could go to them and say this is my crazy idea are you with me and they said yes we're with you because we've seen how crazy you've been for the past 10 years so you know we're, we're, we're on board we're on board you know so um once i had that then you know it was also 
the day-to-day -day of getting the team to help me with the technical stuff. Um, this is the stuff that all these 10 artisans were absolutely unwilling to put their time for. And I, I completely appreciate that because it takes so much time to get this going. I found a wonderful team that helps me with that. They are excellent at kind of bringing my vision to life. So initially when we launched, it launched as a usual e-commerce shop. And the beauty was that all the products on our platform are limited edition in the sense that they are not mass produced. We never do mass produced products. Almost there are some people who've only made two, two products of a certain kind and they've gone on to do something else. I want to give a platform to that. I don't think creativity is a linear process. Then it would not be creative anymore. You know, so you have, we have products from all over where there's a collection of five pieces or three pieces. The same artist does ceramics and then does a painting. So we've kind of given a, uh, an outlet to all of these. So once the website was ready, initially it started off as a shop, but then when the pandemic hit, unfortunately, all my physical collaborations and you know these pop-up fairs that I had signed up for for the entire year of 2020 disappeared. There was nothing. And the people that I kickstarted this, it was almost crushing where I felt like, wow, is this a sign that maybe I should not be doing this? Because, you know, I just started my business and there's a global pandemic. Uh, right. So, right. You so, could feel yeah. like that was a sign. That was, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. It took a global pandemic for me to have to like reassess my entire, entire yeah, sure. you know, business proposition. But out of that, they still stuck with me, though. And I, you know, that's why they were like, what else are we going to do? You know, let's figure out a plan together. And at that point, it helped me to kind of pivot my value proposition. So we moved everything virtually. We started, in addition to the store, we started things like ready to ship. So everything that was supposed to be at an artisan fair was now in my office in New York City. So we said, we will ship this to whoever's interested in buying this within a few hours. Mm. You know, the world was also moving online. So we had to kind of pivot quickly. So we did the ready to ship thing. Interestingly, we got a lot of response from artisans. I think everyone was in kind of a shock because everyone had planned these things where they would meet and greet people and talk about themselves. All that had kind of just gone up in a, in a flash. So we started something called limited edition inspired by a lady who said, you know, I made these, I was ready to showcase them in an artist fair. It's lying with me in my house. I don't know what to do with them. And I said, you know what, just send it to New York. And we set up something called limited edition, which is just a few pieces, all custom will not be replicated ever. And we started doing the marketing and promotion for all of them. Also putting a face to the person who made it. I think that is the biggest, I would say my biggest contribution to this whole process. I do not take obviously any credit for the product itself because that is someone else's brainchild. But I do feel like my biggest contribution, my biggest joy is for people to know I have bought this. Who is the person who made it? Yes. What is his story? Why do I like this so much? Maybe it's something that he has, he or she has a story which connects or resonates. Uh, with the other person so it's more of an organic slow way of building relationships and hopefully long-term relationships it's more than a store isn't it you yes. definitely built a community i i love looking at the spotlight page you have artists here from all over canada italy russia denmark slovakia uk yes. etc i'd love to hear the story of a couple of these artists maybe you could 
Tell us about Absolutely. Them. There was some, it was, that was another, you know, consequence of the pandemic. We showcase artisans and artists into, in very distinct ways. So artists are a slightly different breed. A lot of the artists that we have showcased under Artist Spotlight are people who are emerging artists. They're also artists who do not want to follow the strict rules set by art galleries. This is something that I also feel very strongly about. You know, it's ironic that many art galleries have a very formal framework within which they want artists to kind of put themselves in. They're like, this is the framework. If you can work within that, then we could possibly represent you or show your work. But artists don't work like that. They don't work within frameworks. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, they paint what they paint, they get inspired and they paint something. So we had, during the pandemic, again, we had many people who came to us and they said, you know, this is an exhausting process. We're trying to show our work. The art galleries are putting all these rigid rules. Um, we don't want to abide by those rules. So what can we do? Is that, you know, every, every person who has, who's part of the Let's Curate network, um, this is not somewhere where you submit a form and then we get back to you and we say, okay, one, two, three, four, five. If we have launched something on our platform, it's after maybe six months of conversation with that person. It's about understanding how they want to present themselves, how we can best serve them. So these artists came to us and they said, we're just starting off. There's a pandemic. The conversations with the art galleries are not going very well because they're trying to kind of pigeonhole me into a certain format or a certain criteria. And I'm unable to do that. You know, it's angst. It's real angst because they're also trying to make this into a business where they're trying to make it sellable. They're trying to connect with someone who loves their art for what it is and not for what someone wants it to be. Mm -hmm. So we said, you know what, we'll do an artist spotlight where you talk about your influences, your processes, the works that you love, what have you been doing? You know, because art is so subjective. What appeals to you, may I may detest that, but it appeals to you. And you don't have to explain why you like that. You just like it. And then Artist Spotlight gives the audience an opportunity to see their style, see where they come from, what their point of view is. And if they like that, to kind of directly approach them and just say, I love this. And, you know, this is also from my personal experience. When I commission pieces, I sometimes don't know what I want, to be <laughs> honest. You know, when it comes to art, I just have a vision and I'm like, this is the theme, bring it to life. As simple as that. And I think artists can get that because they kind of work with the vibe, they work with the mood. So if someone sees a profile on an artist spotlight and they say, wow, I really love this style. I like this geometric, symmetrical kind of work that he or she showcases. It's easy for that person to just say, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, this is what I'm thinking of. What can we do together? So it's always a collaborative process versus a buyer and a seller process. And I, I want to be the connector for those kinds of hopefully, you know, relationships, which far transcend the transactional aspect of it. Uh, it's a good connection to make. So uh, let's talk directly then to some of the artists and artisans who may be out there listening. How could they get involved with your platform and, and be featured? The best way to do that is just send me an email or reach out to us through our social media channels essentially because we never turn anyone away it's a creative field it's a creative platform like i said we are not here judging people and judging artists and saying this is great this is not great my job is to make it available and accessible to everyone so that someone who's out there looking for an artist or an artisan or a product 
and then they find it on my platform. So the best way to approach us is through email and to just tell us about yourself. What's the kind of work that you're involved in? What do you want to do? And it's as simple as that. I keep it very simple. We just connect over the phone and start talking. Uh, it sounds overly simplistic, but I think I have found that it is the best way to get any kind of business or conversation going. There have, there have been times when it's not always culminated into them being part of our network. But, you know, a couple of years down the line, the same person has connected with me for something else. So I'm just looking to meet as many people as possible. So my message to all those who want to be on the platform is just send us a message. We will get the conversation going. It may not work now. It may work right away, but you never know. It starts with the phone call. And then what about the other side, the art lover, the people who are looking for this handcraftsmanship? What can they find when they come to the platform? And maybe they, like you, they don't know exactly what they're looking for, but they know it when they see it. So there are two aspects to that. We have divvied up the platform as we've kind of shown the best in terms of continents. So we've done best of Asia, best of Africa. And not, uh, this does not mean that everything under best of Africa shows that because even within Africa, there are, there's, we have products from Kenya, we have products from South Africa. Within Asia, we have 10 countries from within Asia. But the reason we did that was, I again went back to my, when I traveled, so for example, when I traveled to Morocco, there were things that were so native to Morocco that I love. So I wanted people to have an opportunity if they have some kind of cherished memory from someplace to kind of kind of zone into that spot and be like, oh, you know what? I traveled to Poland and I really like this kind of fabric art. They have something from Poland. Let me check what that is. So that's one way. We also have something called Seek and We Shall Find, where all you need to do is send us some pictures of things that you've really loved, things that you're looking for, and we try to kind of source those for you. You know, you can set up as many filters as you want. You could say, I need it to be from Europe. I need it to be within the field of wooden hand-carved products. These are some of the things that I went and I found and I really loved it. And so I'm looking for a table that could be, that could match all of these. So then it's on to our team to send you options and send you, and again, get the conversation going about, hey, would this be a good fit? Would that be a good fit? And it's interesting. It kind of, it starts with the table and it sometimes goes to something all, all, all through the thing. And, you know, that's, that's the beauty and joy in all this, because unless people know that there is a platform like this, they don't even kind of venture to look beyond what they are immediately looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something, it's not a one-click kind of a platform. It's more of tell us what you want and we will look for that. We will send you all kinds of options and then you can decide what you want. So there is there is that option where essentially we kind of customize. It may not be something that you see on the platform, but we'll get it for you. Magna, you've got such a creative spirit and energy about this. I can really feel the passion that you have about connecting these artists with art lovers. But like any creative venture, I'm sure you hit some walls. I'm, her- I'm sure you had some hurdles and potholes. Uh, what, what are some of those things that you felt like you had to overcome to really actualize this dream? You know, the, one of the biggest challenges I had, and now not so much because I think we've made a good effort in kind of talking about the brand in a more clear fashion. The first initial few months, I wanted to relay the message that this is not just a shop. This is far beyond a shop. 
And to be honest, it wasn't also very clear in my mind how to communicate that message because we started off as a shop. But I wanted to kind of say that, you know, within the branch of empowering independent artisans comes resources, comes teaching courses, comes a shop, comes limited edition, there's ready to ship. So within that objective, I wanted to just tell people, we're not going to take your products and put it on a shop and, you know, listing one, listing two, listing three. We can also do something where we interview you, where, you know, you're in your studio and, you know, you're talking, you're, you're working on a painting and we are discussing what you're doing and also your past work. We also do something called portfolio showcase for emerging artists where we kind of do a media presentation of all the works that they've been involved in. What, so it's kind of go to an art gallery and say, this is who I am. It's a five quick minute portfolio showcase. So these were all things in my mind. And to be honest, this all exploded during the pandemic because there was nothing else to do. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> and all I had to do was wait. There are all these things and I can actually make it all online. We now have a store. We have the artist spotlight, we have limited edition, we have something called portfolio showcases where, like I said, we do a media presentation of a collection. Uh, my favorite is the webcast interview where we do a one-on-one -on -one video interview with the artisans and we kind of connect it with the collection. So people who are looking at the collection are also able to listen to where the artist comes from. The other option also is we do shout outs on our social media channel just because there are also people who have just started out. They don't have a collection. They don't have, they don't even have a very clear point of view, but they have created something right now, which is fantastic. And we want to give them a shout out. So there's almost like six or seven things that came out of the concept, but that was my challenge initially to tell people that this is not going to be just a shop. It's far beyond that. It's resource platform for anything related to creativity. Now we're starting to see the pandemic maybe in our rearview mirror and we're moving ahead to brighter days. Where do you see Let's Curate as a platform developing and growing? In the you know, it's interesting. This The initiatives that we launched during the pandemic, I think those have turned out to be absolute winners for us in terms of business, in terms of building relationships. I don't think those will go away. They would probably be a more hybrid version of that. I would personally, I mean, because I have missed traveling so much, I think I would, instead of doing like a webcast video interview, I would probably just fly to some place and just sit with the artist in right. his or her studio. Right. And Let's just meet up. Over a cup of tea and just yes. talk about that. I think that would be a lot more value addition. We're also launching something called Meet the Artist, where we would love for people to actually go. If you're so, for example, if you're visiting Australia and we have some wonderful artists from Australia, we're setting up something where you spend a day with the artist. You spend and you actually make something with the artist, with your group. So those are the initiatives which I'm hoping would be possible in a non-pandemic world. We're working towards that. But all the other initiatives which I've spoken about earlier, you know, the portfolio showcase, all those things would stay. And, you know, that's kind of like an unexpected blessing of the pandemic. So I don't think I would have had the bandwidth or... The crisis unlocked the creativity at this point for me. So I'm not going to let go of those. We will add to those things, which will all be in person. Yeah, sounds exciting. Well, remind us, Magna, how we can connect with the platform and get to know you and the artists better. The best way would be to shout to us on Instagram. We are very active on social media, Instagram particularly, and our handle is let's underscore curate, C-U-R-A-T-E. 
The other option is to just shoot us an email through our website or at letscurateinfo at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, listeners, I think as I have, you've caught the passion and the energy from Megna on this global creative platform that she's called Let's Curate. And the whole idea of curation, right, is to bring together these artists and their work. And I love the fact that it, we're not just selling the listings and the work itself, but we're actually getting to know the artists. So thanks for sharing it. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for this opportunity. And listeners, come back again for our next episode. We're going to continue the Around the World Travels. And as Megna said, right now they're virtual travels. And we can't wait to get back on an airplane and stamp our passport in all these wonderful places and meet these artists. But until then, we'll do it virtually. I appreciate you coming by the podcast and come again for the next episode. I'm Mark Stinson, and we've been unlocking your world of creativity. We'll see you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast, using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better unlocking your world of creativity.